This is the Warm Springs program on KWSO. Seven Generations games came from the idea of thinking of all tribes and something they all have in common. About how thinking for the future, you can look at how they thought in the past to think for seven generations ahead. I am community manager and uh, teacher professional development instructor for Seven Generation Games. I am also a game designer. All right, so what we've been doing here at uh, Warm Springs is developing a video game with Warm Springs students. And this game is going to be for um, elementary, middle school? Grades four to six. Grades four to six. And it's going to focus on the Warm Springs tribes. And what we did today was, or yesterday, was to um, have a game design workshop and have the kids um, like contribute a lot of cultural ideas uh, to to the development of the game, and we had them like work on a title of the game as well as characters, storylines, and any mini games that we want to include in the game as well. And um, me being from the Navajo Nation, I I developed a um, um, a way of like connecting um, like with 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 players um, by like including a narrative in one of the previous games, which is Making Camp Navajo. And who knows what this game will be like once it's finally finished, but that's in the works right now. I'm Anne-Marie DeMars. I'm the president of Seven Generation Games. One of the founders, I do a lot of the software development programming at lesson plans and analyze the data to show that kids are actually learning from the games. Yeah, every game has a story. So we make games that teach math and science, but there's math in everything. The reason that people survive is they're able to calculate how much food they need to eat, how many fish they need to catch, how many deer they need to hunt, how far it is from where they are to the people they're meeting. So there's always been math. And making games that kids want to play is super important because we've probably all seen software that supposedly is teaching and it's so boring that nobody uses it. And what I always say is no kid ever learned from a game they didn't use. So who's a better expert on what kids find interesting than the kids themselves? Like a lot of times as adults, we think something's cool, and then you show it to a 12-year-old or 13-year-old, and they just roll their eyes and give you that look like you, I would tell you, are the dumbest person I ever met, but I'll probably get in trouble. So coming out and actually meeting with students and say, what's your idea? What would be interesting for you to have it a game. And we came back with 16 pages of notes, everything from fishing and preparing fish to dressing deer, hunting, to collecting money to get snacks. So we're gonna try and put it all together in a game that they will really like. Well, I think my history goes back a really long time because I was a bad kid. I was always in trouble. I was in juvenile hall, I was in fights, but I was good at math. And because I was good at math, I ended up getting a scholarship to college, and I went on, I got a PhD, and a lot of my friends that I grew up with ended up in prison or, or dead by the time they were 30. So when I finished my doctorate, I was looking at how can I get more kids to be interested in math that aren't the typical straight-A student good kid, and my answer then was computer games. But back then, computers didn't do nearly as much as they do now. And so when it got to the point where the graphics and the software, the hardware, the capabilities were much better, I quit my really good paying job 
and started doing this at first for free uh, on the Spirit Lake Nation with a couple of friends of mine. And our first game was Spirit Lake the Game, and it was based on crazy now to think of that there's an epidemic. I mean, we did this like seven years ago, that there's an epidemic and you have to save your tribe and you go out in this virtual world and you find the herb that people used to use to make medicine, um, which actually is echinacea. We still use it for headaches. But anyway, you find the right amount, you bring it back, you save everybody. And you find the wrong amount, you bring it back and everybody's sick and puking because, you know, third graders amused by puking. And we started there and now we have 20 games and 130,000 kids playing them. So it's been super cool. Oh, okay. Um, so me, I'm coming from the Navajo Nation onto Warm Springs land. And I know that this is a trio of tribes that have historically had to move together because of how times were changing back in history, back when assimilation was in full force, back when treaties were still being written um, between the tribes and the government. And it's really interesting and, yes, very tragic how, how, um, what, what the result of that was. And uh, we can't ignore history. We want to continue revitalizing um, our, our traditions and our language and our cultures. And, and like my work with Seven Generation Games, I really hope that we can help other tribes do that with our video games um, and reaching out to the youth. And, um, yes, and, you know, this workshop is a part of that, doing outreach with youth, doing work with youth, giving them an insider's glimpse of what the game design workshops are really like. Um, there are not very many Indigenous game designers out there. I'm, I'm one of them. And I can like look on a single web page and scroll down and see how many web, um, how many uh, game designers there are on a web page and that that we know of. And this this includes like people such as um, like for example um, like John Romero who worked on Doom as an example um, and a bunch of other people. And you know not everyone works on major games and you know many people are are simply working on like small apps or are indie games and you know this is um, the educational software uh, development that we're working on here so it's an even like even more targeted market because we're reaching out to indigenous students so and you know that's that's work that's very powerful I think and um, I was inspired yesterday by one of the students um, who was very interested in the game design aspect um, one it's because me and Anne Maria were both women, and uh, right now the tech uh, the tech scene is it mostly consists of um, it's like very very male dominated all across the industry, and it's it's not very like diverse in the sense that like we there's there's like a lot of women and girls getting into it. Yes, there are now, but that's that is changing. But it's going to take a long time before we see indigenous faces. Um, developing indigenous video games for people, for their tribes. And that's something that, you know, we can expose kids to and, you know, that, that can, you know, change, change lives down the road for sure. And um, people can use technology for good and develop it in a way that's ethical and responsible as well. So the name Seven Generation Games came about because we started in the Spirit Lake Nation, which is Dakota, but we wanted something that wasn't just focused on one tribe and so I was talking to my partners who are from Spirit Lake and Eric said you know this idea of seven generations is common to a lot of native people that to understand a person you look seven generations back and that's why often when you meet somebody they'll be who's your mom who's your grandparents and the same 
way, if you're making decisions, you should look seven generations forward, not just what's going to make us the most money tomorrow, but how is this going to affect our kids? How is this going to affect our grandkids? And there's nothing, in my opinion, that's more likely to affect our kids and grandkids than education. You know, I grew up with not enough food to eat, and my children had a much better life because I had an education was able to provide it for them. And now my grandchildren, their, my daughters, their parents, went to college and got an education, and now my grandchildren have a better life. And so that's the idea. If we want to impact the future, education is the way to do it. But then also, if we want to understand where people are now, we need to look back and understand where they came from. All of our games can be found on our main website, which is uh, sevengenerationgames.com. And all of our teacher resources can be found on growingmath.org. And that is um, also where you go to sign up for training for grades three to eight. Teachers in grades three to eight can go to growingmath.org to sign up. Um, for any general questions and inquiries, you, you can actually email us at info at sevengenerationgames.com. That was Anne-Marie DeMars, a founder of Seven Generations Games, and Christy Hansen, a developer, talking about Seven Generations Games. I'm Neil Morningell, reporting for the Warm Springs program on 91.9 FM KWSO.